Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You're, you're a fucking mess. We've been doing this so long, you don't even have it pointing the right direction. You never remember to charge it, so now it's charged, now it's all fucking weird. And then it didn't delete the previous one, didn't ask me. This doesn't help that I just watched Super Dave clips, so I'm just going to be openly cantankerous and... As opposed to what? No, but it's like derogatorily cantankerous. Where I'm just as like, opposed to what? I'm just like, what's the matter with you? I've been with you for 15 years. I use that joke really. You can reuse one of my I jokes. I can reuse all the jokes. That's They're all you are. Funnier like, when I tell them. <laughs> there is not a single thing in your life that you have repeated of mine that has been funnier. Than when I said it for the first time. That's right. You you take all my jokes and you you try to make them, you try to pass them off. If as I your took own. all your jokes, I would have killed myself in two thousand and twelve. Well, here was hoping. That was ten years ago. Ugh. But but people are hearing this. We are uh, a week away from having been together fifteen years. Since we were 20, so it's like 15 of the most... <sighs> All the best years of my life. Yeah, yeah. All of my 20s. Mm-hmm. And half my 30s. And now half of my 30s. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. It's February 6, 2022. Uh, if you're new here, <laughs> this is totally normal. <laughs> we actually really do love each other. I know it's hard to imagine, but we kind of really do. I mean, at least I kind of really do. And Malt's going to make some lame-ass joke about, yeah, and uh, he's going to just veer off and change course and not acknowledge it at all. I love you, too. Thank you. Psych! No. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, I wonder after, what people who actually listen to this show like think. If who, you like, don't know if us. If you listen to this show and, and you've been you listening to it for a long time and you don't personally know us, or like you. if you've been listening to, yeah, number one, fucking freak. Um, no, number, that's rude. <laughs> number two, um, if 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 we have never really like talked to you before, hit us up at Mary W Movies, Mary Movies at gmail.com, and uh, let us know if you listen for this or if you listen for the movie talk, and then we'll kind of proportion how we go about this in the future based on you. Because everyone else, I don't know what they're fucking here for. They just they miss us. I guess I don't fucking. Uh, what's been happening? What's been going on? Not a whole lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, things have been kind of busy, same old. We, um... Work. Work. We've been watching, um, some TV. We've been, we've been we, watching some TV, getting into some TV. We, we, I think we briefly talked about starting Euphoria last week, and that's... Taking up all of our other, like, viewing time. Um, aside from movies, obviously. Well, aside, aside from the podcast, yeah. We've already, we watched the episode, the movie that we're doing in two weeks' time, because we were, it's our guest star episode, so we watched Knives Out, uh, and we'll be recording that episode. Uh, by the time we're already hearing this, we've, we will have recorded that episode, but it's not airing for a couple of weeks, because I'm a um, anal when it comes to release dates and things meaning things, and I look way too deeply into things than I should. Uh, I guess the only the only news in the movie front is that today uh, we sat down and we plotted out a course for me to enter some screenwriting competitions. Um, I am an aspiring screenwriter. So one day this podcast is just going to cease to be because, number one, I'll be too busy to talk to you people about movies with my wife. And number two, I'll be too busy to talk to you. And then number three... 
Uh, I'll Contractually, to, you won't be able to. I'll, I'll have to wipe this podcast from ever existing because of all the heinous shit I said about people I probably would have to work with. Um, it's bad enough that we got I got an angry tweet once, or an angry direct message. Rich got an angry direct message from the director of <laughs> uh, a movie we did on the show. So, um, yeah, probably, probably just need to get rid of this at some point. But until that day, here we are. Having movies bought for us by quote unquote friends. Um, quote unquote friends. No, she's a good friend. She's a. Uh, quote unquote friends. So. Uh, no, she's my best friend. We have many different gimmicks on this show. Of course, we have our random movies, we have our nominated movies, we have the movies that didn't get picked, we got nominated, and now we're watching. We got a lot. One of the other things is at any time, if somebody buys us a movie, it is immediately put into the queue to watch. And people never do that with anything that, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's difficult it, no, because, like, we own everything. Do, yeah, but the only two people who ever buy stuff are Carly and my mom. Right, and they buy us shit on purpose. On that comes purpose. from somebody who literally, on a 10-minute break from work this week, went to a Dollar Tree and spent $7 on some bad movies. I'm sorry, it was, like... Seven dollars for five movies because they've raised their prices. Very true. Make sure it was a dollar twenty-five a piece, and I bought six movies. So that's uh, that's man, I'm I'm sucking basic math. Seven six. That's seven twenty-five. No. Seven fifty. No. What's one twenty-five times six? (laughs) It's seven fifty. It's seven fifty. You're right. You're right. Okay, you're right. I'm right. Uh, a little more than that because I also got a a drink and a. box of M&M's. <laughs> I, was, I needed food at work. So I really have no room to talk about when these movies get bought for us. So coming down the pike, I'm just going to say the titles of the movies and people are going to be like, what? So at some point in March and August, because again, that's how far sickly I we am have to plan. scheduling and planning stuff out, we'll be watching uh, $2 Tree movies that your mother got for us. Blue Iguana and Devoured, which looks like some kind of... Uh, like exorcism movie, and then also bought from your mother uh, eight heads in a duffel bag and bandits. So I can tell you exactly when they are because I don't. Everything can change, but at some point when you just see those episodes randomly pop up, that's why the weirder than usual. But this one we got for Christmas from a good close personal friend of the show and former guest and future guest Carly Coffee. She does this every year for Christmas. I feel like she buys us another no, weird I ass think movie. This is like only the second time she's done it, but now we it's got just... rubber from her last year. Uh, you, <laughs> this year, Carly meant. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah. Ow, God, I have my chin open. You stabbed yourself with a, a pop- dick? No, it was close, like my inner thigh. <laughs> oh my I was god. like, oh my god, I what's just saw happening? you reaching between your legs and saying, ow. I'm a like, puncture oh, wound in my leg from this. Are you bleeding? Don't bleed on the couch. No, I don't know. What if I, what if I reached in my pant leg right now and I came up with a handful of blood? That'd be crazy. Laugh. I would just laugh. Make sure I'm all right. So hard. We watched, and the movie I've never seen before, I'm sure you've never seen, you knocked the sticker off. What the fuck you do with the sticker? I didn't do it. Oh, great. And it's an orange sticker, and you probably, it's somewhere here. God, you barbarian. I didn't do it. It was there when I brought it over. Maybe it's on your, on you. Here, see if it comes off in the blanket. It's a sticker. (laughs) Look at you. You're shaking this blanket like you, it's going to fucking work. It's probably in your thigh. It's not in my thigh. Stuck it in your thigh. There's nothing here. Maybe it's over there. God, we're a professional podcast. What are we doing? Yeah, we use stickers that we got from the dollar store. These are good stickers. I'm going to put the sticker on. It just falls off. I swear to God, I don't know if I'll give you. We have a system here. There. Stickered on the movie. A movie I've never seen before. I've never seen it. Uh, but a movie I've always been intrigued about seeing because Never it's kind heard of a. Of well, I've heard about it. And we'll get into it. The Frighteners is the movie. Samantha, read the box. Okay. Is there anything on? There's something on the front. No. Okay. A judge read this part now. No. <clears throat> From Academy Award-winning director Peter Jackson, King Kong: The Lord of the Rings trilogy, comes this wicked comedy thriller. Michael J. Fox stars as Frank Bannister, a small-town ghostbuster, in quotes, in league with the very spirits he's supposed to be exercising. Like, exorcising, not exercising. 
Is that where the sticker is? Oh, I thought. No, this is like schmutz on our couch. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) The scam works well until a powerful spirit goes on a murderous rampage, forcing Frank to find a way to stop the diabolical ghoul in this special effects-packed supernatural chiller that's so fiendishly entertaining, it's frightening. Yeah, that frightening was a little suspect there at the end. Frightening. But you said like frightening. Frightening. That's how you say frightening. 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 Whatever. It's fine. You're still ahead in the reading Suck challenge. Suck my dick, motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so this movie came out in 1996 in the summer. And, and this got... is the last movie Michael J. Fox, like... This is his last... Leading role. His last leading role in a, in a live movie. action movie. In a movie. He, uh, after this, would go on to do Spin, Spin City, City and, and, and mostly be in TV the rest of his uh, rest of his career. Almost at life. Jesus Christ. If Michael J. Fox is dead by the time you hear this, it's my fault. Um, oh my God, God forbid. That would be terrible. I'd be so mad. Um, uh, it got moved up several months. I think this was originally supposed to be like a fall release. Probably timed up with like... Halloween, which sure, probably would have been makes better. Sense, makes sense. But it tested so well that they moved it up right into the path of Independence Day. <laughs> so this movie got trampled at the box office. Big Willy Weekend. It got uh it got pretty well like mixed reactions from critics. Um it also was left rated R, which watching it makes no real sense to me. It, do- it does there's a couple like this would be easily PG thirteen nowadays. I don't think there's one F word, and the violence in it, it's not like it's bloody or that bad. A lot of it's like cartoony special effects violence. Um, yeah. Because I know there's, so there's trading cards for this. That I, I've purchased them. I have some in my room, and I, I've gotten some for Rich because they're so, so like niche and random. So like everything, like lined this up to be like a big hit. Peter Jackson was kind of becoming like a name, especially in the horror comedy, you know, side. And it just didn't fucking happen. <laughs> uh, so I remember seeing, like, hearing about this movie, you know, when I started to, in 96, 97, get in the box office and things. I remember seeing previews for it. I remember seeing the poster. The poster, which you cannot tell what the fuck the movie's about from the poster. No, not at it's, all. It's like almost like a teaser poster. Um, and, yeah, I had no idea what to expect. Me neither. And having watched it now... I still don't know what to expect. I kind of get it. As <laughs> to why it nothing happened with it. Look, I wouldn't necessarily say I enjoyed it. I agree. I, I wouldn't also necessarily say I disliked it. I agree. Which probably will like lead you down the path of probably guessing where my score to the movie is going to be it, near the end of this podcast. Yeah. It's, I have some qualms, but then... It's just... Last, it's, it's very campy. It's a lot to deal with. It's a lot. And it's so... It's like... The heightening is so frightening. No. um, It gets really, like... Fuck you. High. Like, it just... It tries to do so much. It tries to have that emotional impact of his wife dying in the flashbacks. And it has... It tries to have... A lot of comedy in it. And then it tries to have, like, the terror and the fear. And I just feel like it went up and down so much that it couldn't find its rhythm. It has no idea what it really, truly wants wants to to be. be. Right. Um, It's trying to be a comedy. It's trying to be a drama. It's trying to be sci-fi. It's trying to be a thriller. It's trying to be a little bit of horror. The tones are shifting all the time. Very much. And then... From all that, it just ends up making very little sense to me. Um, I didn't laugh. I don't think I remember laughing. I laughed a couple times at... Must have been on the, the inside because I didn't ghost. hear anything. No, I think I laughed like once or twice at the um, Vulcan Skull Ghosts that were his friends. You mean Chai McBride and the other nerdy looking dude? Yeah, Vulcan yeah. Skull. Um, the Bulk and Skull of Ghosts. Um, I think I left it one are, of their... Those are Casper's brothers, but there's three of them. <laughs> I left... Holy it. fuck, they actually just look like Bulk and Skull. Should Haim Saban have sued Casper? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Haim, what you doing? Come on, Haim. Not should, the band Haim. No, should Haim have sued the band Haim? 
Hames Hames Call there's me. there's a lot of layers to what we're trying to do Call here, and, none, and and they None all make as little sense as the Frighteners did to me. Yeah, it just was a lot, and there was a lot of like, like crudeness to it. It, it did have a it did it have kind of a a re- really weird like rapey line, like a the judge and like. Oh, we'll get to there. Well, I'm not there. Yeah, that. you're just jumping right into that. No, no, no. I was gonna say there is a crudeness. It's kind of a little bit more like. Gritty and blunt. It's than very like, rudimentary. I feel. If like I had to too. classify it as a comedy in any stretch of the imagination, it would definitely be more like a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, not because you're dealing with death and ghosts. So, I mean, the back of the box explains it, but just in case those of you listening do not know what the movie is, um, Michael J. Fox essentially is a con man, even though he does have the ability to see ghosts and dead people mm-hmm. he has houses getting like possessed and taken over by his ghost friends who then he comes in and clears it for a fee and he's pretty much known around town as kind of a quack or a con man but he also um it, there's also uh people are mysteriously dying of these random heart incidents in town and he you know, leads to investigate and all these kooky characters kind of careen into one another. Um, and like I said, kooky is kind of the way to ex- express it. Yeah. And I, and like really until about the middle of the movie, did I know if it was a good kooky or a bad kooky? It, it leans to me more so as a bad kooky just because there's so many different things attempted in so many different tones, and they all don't... No, they, right. They, they don't aren't cohesive. All they, and they don't all hit. They, a lot of them don't hit. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, well, you didn't do it as a comedy. You didn't do it as a drama. You didn't do it as a thriller. Like, wh- what are we going for here? Mm-hmm. Um, things I think the movie does have going for it. For it being 1996, I think it looks great. I, yeah, I... I I can't complain about that too much. I mean, the pedigree of the movie between Michael J. Fox, back with Robert Zemeckis as an executive producer, and then Peter Jackson, one of the greatest living directors in ever, um, you would expect all those things that I just said. But, yeah, like, the the ghosts look great. Um, it's, the practical effects look very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, the mid-90s CGI of it all. Like, I think it looks better it than looked, some of the shit that we see now. Yeah, it, it looked, looked appropriate, yeah. It looked appropriate for... Yes, that's a perfect way to put it. It, it looked, looked appropriate for when it is. It's really hard to watch a movie now after some of the special effects that we can see it now done in a movie and, like, be like, oh, well, why couldn't they have done this? It's because this movie was, like, 25 years ago. Like, so... I think it was appropriate for what they had, what they did, and I think that they... that. That was my least problematic part of the movie was those special effects and, yeah. and practical effects and, and, and how they illustrated the ghosts and things like that. Absolutely. I think that was my least problematic part yeah. of the movie. I, I like the concept of it. And I like the, the world building that they kind of did. But the execution I just don't think was as strong as it could have been or should have been. Yeah, it, it, with it's very, how much they were trying to do. It's a very intriguing and interesting premise. I agree. I I agree. I. It just gets bumbled by trying to do too much. Yeah, about about all the things I'm about to say because there's just a lot of scenes that just are like loud and messy and not very good. Like I can't think of a favorite scene. Like, do you have a favorite scene in the movie? The closest thing I would say is I kind of like their first like dinner date scene. It's a prime example of like the tone of the movie not working, right? Because that's played up for laughs because you they're have a medieval Yeah, they're in some like kind a of medieval times or something. Esque restaurant, you have the newly deceased husband there who's just a lot who we may end up getting to. I have like a list of, like four LVPs. Yeah, so do I. Um he was the first one I wrote down because um, he's like just comedically hot headed to like the nth degree, and 
he drove me absolutely bonkers every single time he was on screen. But he's like trying to yell at his wife, um, who he just lost, and she's revealing that she wasn't necessarily happy as he's sitting there. So he's also trying to like act sad about it, while Michael Joe Fox is still being like sad because he's still dealing with the grief of his wife. And then like he's noticing uh, somebody you know, has, like, the the numbers burnt into their head. It just gets, like, like even for just me saying that, it's hard to probably follow just listening to yeah. it. Um, that said, I think my, I think the other two in this, Michael J. Fox and um, uh, Dr. Linsky, the, the female lead, I think they do a very good job in that scene. I think they're both very, very good together as well. Um, so that would be the closest thing I had to a favorite scene in the movie. Uh, but there's... I could I could come up with three scenes that I would like I mean, I to have had like, had in the movie that we yeah. didn't get. I I agree with that. Yes, I agree with that. There needed to be more. I kind of like the chase scene at the end. Um, when she's towards the end, when she started chasing her through the house and then to the hospital. So so the Grim Reaper, quote unquote, is the character that's that's taking all these characters out. Ends up being this long-deceased uh, serial, serial killer who's played by Jake Busey in every way imaginable. Um, there's way too many close-ups of Jake Busey's face in this movie. Jesus Christ. Who let Gary Busey reproduce? <laughs> Some dumb woman. Um, How do you think she feels? So uh, he's died, but he's trying to like break like the all-time serial killer number, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's ever established what that number is. Um, and when he originally did those murders, there was, like, a 15-year-old, like, nurse assistant. No, it was his girlfriend. But, like, uh, she was... The daughter of the hospital administration. Yes, uh, who, like, assisted him in it, but she got, like, she... She got off because she she was only 15 and she was claimed. Yeah, she was claimed insane. So the movie starts with, like, this Grim Reaper coming after her and her mother, like, trying to protect her. Ends up that she's still in cahoots with him um, at the end of it, and she's still just as crazy as she was the whole time. And she was, like, initiating all So, yeah, so they, so she is chasing the doctor and Michael J. Fox through the house as they're trying to... Escape. Escape. And, 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 and get the ashes to a church so they could put him to rest. Something like that. And I don't get know. his spirit crossed over so he's no longer haunting. But then there's also this FBI character who's chasing after them. See, the ending to me is is particularly loud and messy because you have the reveal of ET of Elliot's mom. Uh, that's what I'm just going to refer to from now on because that that was Elliot from ET's mom who played that character, uh, D D Brown. Uh, she the reveal that she's actually crazy and actually kind of our tertiary antagonist at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have like the flashbacks that Michael J. Fox is experiencing as he's walking through the hospital of the actual murders happening as they happened back, you know, however many years prior. Like I said, all these close up of Jake Busey's face. Like it's just a lot. It, it's just a lot. To go on. And you have to pay attention and follow it. Otherwise it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Well, yeah, it's called a movie. You have to fucking watch it. And well, pay attention, no. Samantha. Sorry, I I watch the movie. I'm not on my phone playing like candy whores like you're doing the whole time normally. Like you're probably doing it right now. What's on your phone right now? What's on your phone right now? Oh man, I've been a fucking game. Ooh, I've been so fucking proud of myself. <laughs> I don't. I, have, yeah. I don't do that when we're recording. I just keep it to these and IMDb sometimes. Uh huh. I need the reference. Sometimes. Sure. Thanks for blowing up my spot. At least I'm not watching porn on my phone while I'm trying to do other things. I never watch porn on my phone when I'm doing other things. <laughs> anyway, you were saying? No. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm done. It was a lot. It was just a lot. It's a I, lot. Um, you said that was a scene you liked. I, no, but I, I liked, I think, the initial chase, like, when she gets the gun and she, like, shoots. I just liked that, like uber reveal of her being crazy because at first the patricia who et's mom's character um you're like not et's mom (laughs) et's mom's some alien bitch up in space (laughs) (laughs) elliot's mom from et the one from et um like she's like very like docile Mm -hmm. and everything and you're not sure like is she like the victim or not and then that like reveal of her 
being like and her mom who's kind of crazy. Her mom was kind of led to you to believe to be like the crazy character, right. like dead in the right, bed. Right, right. So about and, as bloody as the movie gets is the mom, like dead yeah, in the bed, and then but. and then her just like shooting the gun and going crazy. Her hair's everywhere. I liked that scene, um, and like what it led up to. I liked. Um, yeah, that's about it. So I wish. So I wish there was. One or two more scenes of getting some kind of emotional attachment to the ghosts, like Michael J. Fox's friends, for lack of a better term. Because you get, like, them after their first scheme together. Mm-hmm. And Michael J. Fox has, like, a quick sit down with the judge, who my favorite trivia about this is they, they went through so many takes and kept accidentally saying Doc, which just warms my heart. Uh, their relationship is nowhere even a, a hundredth of... Of this character's not is. even... <laughs> no, and John Aston's a good performer, but he doesn't get much to work with here. Um, it's like, I, like, like those characters, you know, help him later on and, like, fight for him, and ultimately they die again, they which suffer- I, want, I, I want to get to in a minute as well. Uh, like, I, I needed more of that. I needed more... I needed, like... I didn't need any more of Milton, but I needed at least yeah. a better understanding of, like why he was doing what he was doing. Um, I could have... I, I, I could have needed some additional stuff. Not that this movie was short in any stretch of imagination. I would say this movie felt like it went by pretty quickly. Like, next thing I knew, I was like, oh, damn, were you at the end already? Yeah. Like, it kind of clipped along pretty well for being, like, an hour and 50-minute movie. Mm-hmm. But w- there were scenes that we did get where I was like, why are we getting this scene? Yeah. Um. So, like, the museum scene was not good to me at all. Um, when Michael J. Fox, uh, like the one reporter is killed and then he finds that the newspaper editor or owner, what was her technical title? I don't know. That that had like some vendetta against him. Um, she was a very annoying character. She was awful. Which this movie had no lack thereof. Um, He's trying to, like, save her, but everyone thinks that he's the, the perpetrator. The killer, yeah. So then the cops are trying to take him, so his ghost friends come and help, and then the Grim Reaper comes, he slices the judge in half. This is after, as you were mentioning earlier, the judge, like, mounts a mummy inside of a sarcophagus, and, like... And says, oh, I like it when they lie still. And, like, you see him humping, like, through the sarcophagus, because, like, yeah. his butt just comes up out of it. I'm like, is he humping it? Like, I was... I was like, this may be the gu- best, the best, the best worst line and the worst best line I've ever written in my notes. Did I just watch a ghost rape? Yeah, ghost rape, ghost rape, Barry Windham. Yeah, the ghost rape made me uber uncomfortable, and maybe that's why it had an R rating. But maybe I don't. You know. can't do that today. Ghosts? <laughs> no, you can't. Have rights as well. What? I'm sorry. Hashtag me boo. Um, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't help myself. Uh, You're going to hell, dude. Well, then maybe one of those fucking hell sandworms is going to suck my face out and drag me in there. I know. That was pretty cool. Um, Lava worm. That, that was... hate him, right? I hate him myself. I mean, if you're going to bring me out, like, just don't do my lines. Come on. I got a very, very minimal amount of stuff to do on this podcast At now. At first you sounded like... Um, Oof. Edgar from Men in Black. You've been watching Men in Black. Oh yeah, I do too. Uh, this is just Vincent D'Onofrio working out bits. Is all this. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Beetlejuice, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. How are you? It's been a while. Hey, what year is it? What's going on? Uh, tell me how you feel about lava worms. Lava worms? I hate them. Okay. What are their relation to sandworms? They're like a dis. They're like a, a cousin removed. Mm. You know, I used to think when I was a kid. This is uh, this is blurring the lines. That like when you had a cousin removed. It, like, they did something really, really bad, so, like, you removed them, but then they came back to be like, hey, I'm a cousin again. <laughs> it's like, this is my cousin twice removed. I didn't know it was, like, bloodlines or, like, family tree stuff. I, it was like, hey, I'm cousin Dan, and I'm out of prison. I've been removed, but can I get back in this family? Maybe it's just me, because I'm Beetlejuice, and we had, like, a crazy family, but I don't know. Uh, that's what I thought that was. So, like, they're, like, twice removed lava worms from sandworms. Got it. So I don't like them. I like them a little more. Than, what? Uh, what it? Are sandworms the worst worms? So, have you seen them? Sandworms. You've seen them, right? They're ugly as fuck. 
What other kinds of worms are there? Uh, this is going to turn that best in show thing about uh, nuts, but worms. You got sandworms, you got lava worms, you got glow worms. Those are all right. Uh, you got you got Dennis the Worm Rodman. You got uh, uh, the worms that go in tequila. You got uh, earthworms, earthworm Jim. <laughs> Remember earthworm Jim? Yes. I haven't. I was I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Man, it's been a while. It's great to be back, baby. <laughs> this movie's right up my alley. I give this movie an 11. That's not a, a, a achievable score. It's the Beetlejuice scale. What is your scale good to? It changes based on the movie. Ah. Just, I'm, I don't like to be like tied down to a certain... You don't like to be tied down at all, huh? Nope, I'm a player. Hey, yeah, you know, this guy's looking at me right now. Don't fucking look at my wife that way. Yeah, I'll look at her if I want. This game way too deep. Now you're going to have not, a conversation with yourself not yet. on this show. It hasn't gotten deep yet, baby. Oh, my God. Hey, the worm in my pocket when I tried to propose to Lydia. I think it was a finger. Those worms there, too. No, it was a finger. The ring was still on the But finger. I think there was a worm, like, attached. There's worms everywhere. There's probably a worm on you right now. A uh, 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 stomach worm. Isn't there, like, like, you know, like worms in you? It's, it's called a tapeworm. The worms from Squirm. Squirm. Tapeworm. There you go. Tapeworm. Also, uh, you can tape a worm. Both like with a camera and like take a piece of tape and tape a worm to a wall and just watch it wiggle. One of my favorite bastards, especially if it's a dickhead worm. Dickhead worms, so there's another one. Have you ever had a worm in your dickhead? Well, you actually have a dick. I haven't. But you don't have a dick anymore. So. You don't have a dick anymore? That's what happens when you die. You don't have dicks. Your dick just falls off? It doesn't fall off. Is that just... why ghouls are so mean? You yeah, so I don't know what I don't know what the judge dicks? is doing in this movie. He was just humping with nothing. They're all like, uh, uh, Unix. That's what it is. Yeah, I don't have a dick. Why'd you look down there now? Now you interested? <laughs> That's all it took? This whole time! We could have been doing it when I said I didn't have a dick? <laughs> That's not I, fair. I was seeing how long you've been talking for. I could go forever, baby. Uh, okay, this, keep going. This, I mean, I don't have a dick now, so I can go. I can be not long and strong, but like, bare in there. <laughs> That's me. That's me in the sack. Hey. Cause I'll fuck anything you want me to fuck and I'll do anything you want me to do. Oh, even. Deep throat a cat. <laughs> Alright, I'm done. Bye. That was the worst. I fucking hate that guy. I hate him too. He's terrible. What were we talking about before this? Worms. Worms. <laughs> Worms. Oh, man, I almost want to know what with that for a second. That was weird. Uh, yeah, so worms are in this movie. Uh, there's a lot. So, the rules of all this, right? I think is another thing that bothers me. Like, I want... If I'm going to be in this world and you want me to suspend my disbelief, I want to know what's happening. So, like, ghosts are getting, like, killed again? But, like... So I already talked about The judge gets, like, sliced in half by the Grim Reaper and, like, But I don't think gone. that that was, like... I think that was a byproduct. I don't think that was necessarily the purpose like he didn't go out to kill the judge he killed the judge because the, the judge got in the way of him killing right, but what, his next victim so later on when michael j fox is like in the in between he's getting run over by a car like multiple times like it'd be great if i knew like what the stakes were at any point because then uh uh i don't know not chai mcbride the other like ghost he gets like like his head impaled, like his ghost head impaled with like. I think it was just Grimmie that Bruce. weapon. I, I I guess, but like that that I don't sucks. know. I don't know for sure. Like because you're right. It, they like, didn't give enough. They didn't give enough, enough for me to know. Oh, that's deadly. Oh, that's not deadly for me to be. To, for me to react appropriately, yeah, because like, I was like, oh, okay, he got stabbed in the head, but like he's but he's a ghost. Okay, but then like he kind of like 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 Deflate. deflates, yeah, and like and then like you don't even see what happens to Chai McBride just later on when uh, Michael J. Fox like goes up to the light and like they're there as humans again, like telling him like welcome. I'm just kidding, not yet, and they send him back down. You know, like that was a big deterrent of me. Same thing with the uh, Arlie Army character, uh, like. Also, they have the ability just to summon whatever they want anytime because that character, which is just Arlie being Arlie to a fault, every character he's played since Full Metal Jacket, or played, because I guess he's dead now, but um, 
Like he can just summon machine guns, guns and, and he can just change the tire like he's the fucking genie. Like, I get that you're doing it for the enjoyment of the audience, but most of the audience is going to want to be like, okay, but why? But how? Instead of, but what? Which is ultimately right. what, what it, what it looks like. I agree. I agree with that assessment. Uh, um, here's a big question for you, as we just talked about the scene where like they go into the light. If I died. Yes. I'm listening. Um, so it's like you would already, you, you have died, right? You died. You're In dead. what world are you outliving me? A world that God damn it, I want to go to. Um, <laughs> but you're dead, right? Okay. And then I die. Uh-huh. And I'm, I go up to that light uh-huh. and you meet me there. Like right before I've died, I've met somebody else. Uh-huh. I'm like, Hey, all right. Like maybe life does go uh-huh. on, you uh-huh. know? And I get up there. Uh-huh. There ain't no way in hell you're letting me go back down. If I know you, you're like, oh, hey, cool. Come on up. I'm hungry. Get me some food. I've yeah. Waiting for- There's no way in hell you'd send me back. six years for you to... What does she say to him? She's like, like, be, be happy. Be happy. I'd be like, fuck that. Should have been... We've been together 15 years. You should have been happy enough in 15 years. Some people don't get 15 years of happiness. You got 15 years. You should make them happy. I'm correct, right? There's no way that would happen? Huh? Well... One, there's no way that you are you're outliving me. Okay, so but vice versa. Oh, vice versa. I'd be like, whatever. I'm chilling with boys. You yeah, I know. Fun. I know. Yeah, I get to do what I want, and you don't. Yeah. I don't. If there was a remote chance of you meeting somebody and I was dead, I would be haunting the shit out of. Well, you. what do you mean remote chance of me finding somebody? I'm easy to you know. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I find somebody like that. Oh, okay. I mean, once I'm done grieving. Mm. So like that. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, brought this up? I knew this was gonna be. Oh no! Here I got you. Yes, I love when I make you legitimately sad. Yes. Oh, because you don't really love me, and you're not gonna need any time to grieve me when I die. I'm kidding. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What's the standard? The standard is it's like. For each year, it's like a month, right? So it's like that's like a year. Oh, great! It's like a year and a half almost. Okay. That's a good amount of time. I can be sad for a year. <laughs> but it's fine. You're not gonna die before me. It's okay. I want to now just to see what you do. <laughs> so- some I'm just random hot ass model like running your funeral. Oh, please. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? That's my wife. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I'm Michael J. Fox with my weird ass haircut. He's too weird. He has like his weird, like, I don't know how to ex- explain it. It's just like a, I don't know, it's just not a haircut I'm used to seeing Michael J. Fox in, I guess. It's and then just also, long hair. He just grew his hair out. Well, no, I'm talking about like him. And, I, it's just, he looks like it's weird seeing him in a movie. Where like he's not playing like a high schooler, if that makes sense, or like yeah, he's a, he's playing a, he's somebody a young. He's a he's man. An adult. Here. He's like a man haircut. I like how you tried so hard to change the subject, and you're failing miserably. Is that <laughs> I always do this with these pens. Shit. Am I making you nervous? No. Why are you talking about his haircut? We're not fully done talking about what I'm gonna do to you if you try to move on. Oh, your when you're dead and I'm alive. Oh shit! I'm throwing a pen at you. I tried. Let me click it and throw it again. Um, say again. Sorry. No, nothing. Okay, we're done. Good. Mm. Good. Uh, I just, I would just appear in the, uh, appear. Yeah, but you're dead I now, so I can, stare. I can punch you with a ghost. I can't punch you now. You can punch me now. I'm not gonna punch you. You now. can try to punch me now. You're not gonna do anything, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, we love each other. Like, you really wouldn't grieve me that long? Of course I would grieve you. How long do you want me to grieve? But, like, you'd really move on and you'd be with somebody else? I probably eventually. Really? It depends on when it happens. If it happens, like, in 30 years and I'm, like, 65 years old, fuck no. I just want to be by my fucking self. If it happens in the next, like, 5, 10 years, man, I got a lot of life left. This dick still works. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Well, you're not going to do the same? No. Oh. Well, that's an unfortunate misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. No, who's, who's, 
Huh? Two, who are we kidding? I'm going to die on this podcast doing Beetlejuice in the next two and a half years. God forbid. Please don't. Do yeah, that. God forbid, because you don't know how to fucking edit this and get this up. That's great content. You better make sure. Oh, I'm just going to put it up. Send it to Rich. You better send it to Rich. I'm not going to edit it. Rich, I'm just going to put it up. Rich, have good news and bad news. The bad news is Mullah just died when we were talking about uh, Zoolander. The, the good news is I got it all on tape. <laughs> so, the bad news is you've got to edit it. The bad news is... Good news is I take 15 just ended Arcade Audio. <laughs> so now I have to restart. Good news is just say 15%. How many people you think... My di- car insurance by such a guy go. Funny. How many people you think die on podcasts here? <laughs> That's a stupid question. A lot now since COVID. So everybody's doing a podcast. Very true. Um... MVP and LVP. I mean, MVP is easy. I mean, are we done talking about the scenes? Do you oh, want to go further into his haircut? No, 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 no. I'm, no. Were you really just doing that to try to stop talking about how I just, easily point, you'd move on from our... Easier than you're moving on from this. I just wanted to point out in the flashback his weird, like, early 90s, like, mm-hmm. Prince Valiant haircut that they put him in. Mm-hmm. That was... that. That I also didn't like that flashback and that backstory. Like, so, like, he was building a house and, like, she was mad. Was that all fake or was No, it, it wasn't fake. It so was true. Was, Didn't so you see... You don't pay attention to any of the But it was plot. Milton doing it, so I wasn't sure like if Milton was telling the truth or not. No, the way Michael he was J. Fox was reacting truth. to it. He was telling the truth. He they he was an architect and they built their dream home. Right. And she wanted a beautiful garden, and instead of a garden, he put in a basketball court for sure. himself. Good choice. And you see like that house isn't even finished. But was built, it true that he was yet. an alcoholic and like he was drinking when he was driving? That I don't know. Because that, that was kind of the point, right? Was that he was responsible for her death, which we find out he wasn't. It was Jake Busey. Um, but I thought it was still like they crashed because he was under the influence or something. Again, it was way too ambiguous. Or if they did lay it out, like I didn't I get... Missed the, I missed it. And I didn't get the sense of it. Yeah. So. Um, um, yeah. So I was pivoting into MVP and LVP. I think MVP is easy. I think it's Michael J. Fox. I think... This movie would be a lot worse if it wasn't for Michael. Yeah, Dickens. I think he did a good job. I I must say I did like Trini Alvarado. So did I. I, I really I didn't think I was gonna like her at first. She reminded me a lot of Minnie Driver. Yeah, I see it. And how she looked, and also like how she acted. In, she like, reminded some me of, of Baby Newworth a lot too. In some of the earlier scenes, mm-hmm. and then I think when she, when they levitated the bed and she was stuck on the bed, she's like, "Get me." Like I think that's when I was like, okay, this this girl's got it. And then I think she held her own throughout the rest of the I think movie. She, I think she did too. I, I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I, I thought that she she was good in being like the one person that believed in him. And I thought she was very charismatic. Right. I was surprised. Like I looked her up and I was like, I don't. I don't have seen her, her really do much else. She right. was in a longer SVU episode that I, I don't recognize. Um, oh, which one? I, I I just remembered seeing it in her credits. I didn't see which episode it was. She was Maggie. Um, Shay. But. Yeah, I, I, I'd actually be all right giving it to her. Because I think Michael J. Fox, he's the one... They both navigate the ebbs and flows of the different tones of the movie pretty well. Yeah. Um, I, I think he excels. Like, you don't get ha-ha, awkward, funny Michael J. Fox. You don't get any Marty McFly here at all, really. No. Um, When he is a little bit looser, like when he's doing the first exorcism... And when, you know, he's kind of scheming and leaving his cards places and is able to navigate through this town as best as he can, despite mm-hmm. his reputation, I guess that's as close to, like, that spirit as you get. What I really liked in him was kind of, like, some of the more serious stuff, his facial expressions and his reactions to things, particularly, you know, when his wife does come up or when he's trying to, you know, figure this all out. I, I kind of like that different style or edge to him than, you know, I, I think we've seen, it, than what we're right, seen, yeah. seen in the past. Um, so that's why I was going for him, but I, I'm fine giving it to, to her if you feel more strongly about that. You kind of I mean, made I, a good, compelling case. I mean, I just think that she really held her own in the whole movie. Um, I don't think that she was as over the top as some of the other Actors, I, don't and she she wasn't, over, I don't think she was over the top no, at all. I thought and she, she was very well. I know, but sincere they're like and, right, exactly. She was very sincere. She was very believable, and it wasn't like to the point where I felt like she was like, um, like an outlier. Like I, I felt like 
it made sense. And, like, the choices she made for that character yeah. made a lot of sense. She I, was good with Elliot's mom. Um, yeah. You know, in those scenes. She was even good at the end, because at the end of the movie, of course, they're now together. They're building their house. She can see ghosts now as well. Right. She's had this, like, near-death experience. That's how you see them. And she, you know, kind of was funny. Right. Like, Let's give it to her. Yeah. Let's give it to her. Trini Alvarado. I, I like that choice. Because the one thing I will say about Michael J. Fox's performance that is a that is a bit of a takeaway is that the whole time I'm it's Michael J Fox like I'm always partially out of it because I have an expectation and he defies those expectations but then he also doesn't like I was just highlighting it was like I I felt like he was a little bit constrained by the role for better but also at very very few times for worse so yeah. if I had to differentiate between the two um other people who I I wouldn't say are on the LVP spectrum. Like I said, I like John Aston as the judge. He only really has two scenes. Yeah, two scenes. And, and you can barely understand what he's saying because of his weird jaw shit going yeah, on. Yeah, and even though, and I don't blame like the poor line choice on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know. Uh, I like D. Wallace Stone. I said D. Brown earlier. I liked her as Patricia, the kind of crazy woman. I think she did a good job, you know, throughout the movie yeah, leading yeah. you through. I didn't mind Jake Busey. Honestly, I, I was mean, just glad it wasn't Gary. If it been Gary Busey, it would have been great. Uh, I like this movie would have been a whole different movie. I'll always, I'm always a fan of Chime McBride. I'll take Chime McBride whenever I can get. Yeah, I liked. I thought that they did a fine job. Yeah, I uh, thought they didn't do anything too heinous. LVP. I, I, th- I think we know where we're going, but I just have to highlight two people in particular. Uh, number one, I already mentioned Arlie, um, Arlie Ernie, Ernie. I always get his name mixed up. Arlie Ermy. Um, he's the same fucking. I mean, he is. He is. A drill sergeant, you know, like that that's who he is. Um but in this movie it just was unnecessary and it was a distraction. Look, had this movie ended after twenty five minutes, this would have been one of the most slam dunks of all time for Peter Dobson, who played Ray Linsky, the health obsessed, hot headed husband. He drove me absolutely <laughs> ballistic. <laughs> Like, first with the fence, and he's coming out here. The fence didn't bother me because I thought, like, so why the fence didn't bother me? No, because when I first saw it, I was like, okay, I'm never gonna see this guy again. (laughs) And then I saw nothing but him for the next 20 minutes. (laughs) And I was like, honestly, you know what I was thinking the whole time? Just get Thomas Wilson for that. Like, that's a fun, like, you will get people into the theater being like, oh, funny, Michael J. Fox and Biff are in a movie together. And he's, like, kind of being, like, the same fucking dickhead, mentally. You're right. Doing his shit. That would have been great. Not this fucking loser. What else has this guy done? I have no idea. I didn't even bother to fucking look. Oh, he's in Forrest Gump. Oh, he's young Elvis in Forrest Gump. He has a little bit of an Elvis thing in this as well. He's just not good. That said, who's the LVP of the movie, Samantha? Oh, no. Don't put this on me. I think this is easy. Jeffrey Combs? Yeah. Oh, man. Is so, that... I had one other candidate. Oh, who? Elizabeth Hawthorne. She played Magda Reese Jones. The newspaper woman? The newspaper woman. I graded. I was graded by her. She was so grating, and everything I felt like was an inappropriate reaction. And just, like, even when she died, oh, you got off on that, huh? I just thought it was... She was also out very of annoying. place, and I didn't. I just did not like it at all. And sure. why are all of our pictures crooked? Because we have ghosts. Uh, Milton Dammers, the eccentric FBI agent, but, may be yeah. one of my least favorite characters I in a movie ever. I think that's my least favorite character ever. I think I blocked him out. Like I, I really didn't. Like it him. is one of the most nonsensical. Over the top, worthless characters I've ever seen in a movie. And I think he was like they were trying so hard to make it like a. I feel like it was like a cross, like a Crispin Glover esque villain. I feel like it's definitely like a George McFly meets the villain that he played in Charlie's Angels. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I feel like like that's like the vibe I got from this guy, and I just. I don't know 
why he was in it. So his character, so his character I is an FBI agent who's apparently been like tracking this case and been tracking Frank like, Bannister. And like the psychic. And he's, he's worked, yeah, he's worked with cults and like he's been driven to the point of insanity. But it's played up for like so many laughs that like never happened. Like his first scene, like he's you know what he reminded me of the very first scene is Fred Armisen's portrayal of Prince on SNL where like he's being like awkward and like hiding himself and making these weird facial yeah. gesticulations yeah. like he's like kind of moving his mouth and he's got scars all over him and he's acting brooding but and 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 like you never really get his backstory I think Something I thought that this movie did... I, it kind of gets to do, I think, that he was doing stuff with, like, the Manson family. Because he also had, like, markings I and, like, know, stuff all over his chest. Really his gross-ass torso <laughs> we saw later on. But we don't really know, yeah. kind of, like, what happened, where it came from. But, like, I thought something this movie did well was, especially towards the end when um, Frank Bannister, um, Michael J. Fox's character, is, like, having, like, he's... Oh, that's a plane. A plane by the Craft River building. Oh, God. Um, like, when he is, like, um, communicating with the spirits, I guess, and he's, like, going to, when, like, especially when he's in the hospital, mm -hmm. and then, like, it's the scene from when the murder happened. That's what I was saying earlier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I thought that they did that really well, though, like, those yeah. transitions and yeah. stuff. They could have done something for this guy. Like. Sure. To, like, give us well, something. they did give him a hemorrhoid donut. <laughs> For what reason? I have no fucking like, idea. For what reason? Again, like, when we watch these movies, we're very like, reserved in our outward opinions of things. And he gets in this fucking car, and before he gets in, he puts a fucking do a hemorrhoid donut down and sits down. I went, what? As we were watching it, because it, it comes out of nowhere. Just like, like at some point when he's interrogating somebody, he literally says the line, talks about pissing, pissing on hush puppies. I don't remember that. Yeah, I put in my notes, quote, pish, piss, I can't even fucking talk with them, but this guy bothers me. Piss on your hush puppies. That's a line in this movie. He, from his facial expressions, to his mannerisms, to his line delivery, to everything about him, he was so bad and was in so much of this movie. Yeah. And as really we've been bad. talking about this movie, we haven't really been like bringing him up, right? No. Nope. Yeah. So like, why the fuck was he in it so much? Right. It was an. He's totally unnecessary. Yeah, unnecessary. So it's him. Yep. Okay. It's him. You're off the hook, newspaper lady. You're off the hook, bad husband. You're off the look, hook sergeant man. Because it's Milton Dammers. Stupid name too. <laughs> um. Two other things that bothered me in this movie. Uh, number one, uh, they were too cheap to pay for the actual Don't Fear the Reaper at the end of the movie. It was some bullshit knockoff. And uh, number two, uh, the fact that you got the uh, the cop. The cop was the uh, was Roger Predactor from Ace Ventura. Um, and he's like the only person that's kind of like a friend to like Michael J. Fox's character, right? Like he's kind of like sticking up for him and doesn't want to believe that he's, like, has anything or doing anything. Uh, yeah, and, I liked him. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's a very good character he's, actor. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that got more development than anything Michael J. Fox did with any of his ghost friends. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, no, you're right. Like, like if they killed that guy, okay, that would have made sense to, like... Like, I would have mourned it more. Yeah, like, and felt the, it as opposed to... In the to, realm of this movie, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um... I can definitely see why this didn't do well, is, is my overall analysis of it. Mm -hmm. Is even if this had done well, I feel like like the second weekend box office drop-off would have been significant. In insane, yeah. It's crazy to think, like, so is this the last movie Peter Jackson did before The Lord of the Rings? I think it might be, yeah. Because I, I know he was, in, like, in his splatter phase. Yeah. How the fuck does he get that gig after this? I don't know. Like, you have to go... I mean, so Heavenly Creatures was a pretty significant movie, but I don't know if it was significant enough, like, at the time. Like, it, it was very much praise. It got, you know, an Oscar nomination for Best Original Screenplay, but 
to go from the Frighteners to the three, to like literally one of the greatest cinematic achievements of all time. I can't wait to watch them for this show. Like, it is wild to me. We're going to have to watch what? Seven movies together? Six. Six? Yeah, because they did three Hobbit movies and three Lord of the Rings, yes. And we're not counting any of the other renditions of The Hobbit or anything? There's no. another Hobbit movie. No, fuck no. It's okay. separate. We don't own it anyway. Well, I would look for it. No. Um, no, I wanted to right. sit through all that shit in the first right. place. Don't so buy any more of it. Then he went right from The Frighteners to Lord of the Rings to King Kong, which yeah. was touted for its you know special effects and everything, to The Lovely Bones, which is one of my favorite books. Then but a the pretty Hobbits. derided movie. Huh? But a pretty derided movie. Yeah. You know, he did the fucking Beatles documentary. <laughs> and then the Beatles documentary. He is all over the place. He's mostly getting into documentaries, because he also did The Shall Not Grow Old, which is a um, like a war documentary. So, yeah, kind of interesting what he's um, got going on in his, uh, in his filmography. But, hey, when you make the fucking Lord of the Rings movies, I think you get... Plenty you can of do carte, whatever you want. Plenty of carte blanche for the, wherever you're going from there. Anything else on the Frighteners? No. Well, score time. Um, she's your best friend. You scored first. Fuck you, Carly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it was it was it was fine. Nothing to write home about. Um, it was fine. I'm gonna give it a. a Four and a half. I'm also giving it a four and a half. Yeah. It uh, it's below average to me. It's below average, but just because it lacks some cohesion, right? So both in tone and both in story sense, right? It would be a worse score if it didn't look as well as it did. If right. it didn't have as a couple of good performances, right? And if I didn't kind of dig the premise, not necessarily the story that played from the premise. So. Yeah. I, I agree on all counts. Yeah, which might be the same exact score I gave Rubber, which I know was not as good of a score as you gave Rubber. No, I hated Rubber. Yeah. Um, that's how we got our kid. Ow! Hey, if that guy can come back, so can I. Andrew Nice Clay, how's it going, toots? Sorry, Nice Clay. How's it going, you woman with a vote? Are you seriously doing this again? I mean, I already did the joke. You're incorrigible. Who, me? Yes. No, I'm Andrew Nice Clay. I'm a good guy. So then why did you make a dirty joke? Well, that's how I'm summoned. That's how I appear. Are you a demon? In so many ways, baby. That's also... It's impossible to do this character. <laughs> Goodbye. Ow! <laughs> I just wanted to make the, the dice noise. That's all it was. Next week, Grindhouse for our 15th anniversary of being together. Not for the podcast. Then we got uh, The Widdens, our guest stars for the month of February. For We're halfway out. to our 15-year podcast anniversary, though. Haven't we been doing this for seven years? It'll be eight this year. Eight years? Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> we, still, we still have like 1,500 movies to go, at least. <laughs> and you keep adding more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're cheap now. Uh, then we got Vertigo. Then we got Hot to, Hot to Time Machine. Then we got a bunch of other stuff. We got some fun things coming on the pike here for you on Married Movies. But until then... Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in the network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe. Wherever you get your podcast, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. I already mentioned earlier in the show, at MarriedWMovies on Twitter, MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show, facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies, arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets for our annual award show. We got a lot of interesting results so far. Uh, I want more votes in to see if those are the, if that's what you guys want, that's what we're going to announce. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, so make sure you get your votes in. You still have uh, about a month to get your votes in for that. If you haven't done so already uh, for me, you can find me at your host, Malt38 on Instagram and my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash pod where this week it is the Royal Rumble night. 1996, Samantha. 96. Finally. Feels like it's been 15 years that you've been getting I'll be in 1996 until about September, I believe. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, watched it today. It was, a, it was an entertaining show, despite the fact that the first 15 seconds is my first boner in my life uh, in a, a bathtub. 
and yeah, Samantha and was happened? still in the room. I didn't know what you were watching. I forgot it was the. Fr- I forgot. I was like, totally forgot that's how the show opens. It was. I was so confused. It's any consolation, she's like a drug addicted felon now. So. Why would that be a consolation? You would still jerk off to her. Oh no! Absolutely not! No! 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 She's she's hideous. Well, Both no. inside and out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> Anything for you? At Jam with your same on Instagram. That's all I got. Beautiful. All right. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I don't want to die. I don't want you to die. I want us to be together forever. I like how you're saying that at the end when you're going to cut this part out. Oh, yeah. I just said that to you now that the recording's still going. <laughs> really? Huh? Yes, really. I never know if you're joking or not. I think that's part of where, like, all my insecurities come from. Is me? Be- that's a very insecure thing to say. Yeah. What? Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.